The Season 3 episodes for Freelance Creative Exchange are recorded on audio technical microphones. Click on the show notes below to find out more. Hi everyone, I'm Fanny. Hi, I'm Yan Ling. And this is the Freelance Creative Exchange, a podcast about freelancing and the gig economy. Today, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, as a freelancer, um, how do you diversify your revenue streams and your income streams? And we have a very interesting guest with us today, Sean. <laughs> so, Sean has multiple income streams. So, he's a freelance director, screenwriter and producer for television shows. Primarily. Primarily <laughs> as well as for corporate videos and commercials for more than 13 years. Besides that, he also invests in a few small businesses and an adjunct lecturer at various um, tertiary institutions. He also runs a stock market and economy blog called The Amateur Trader. So, long story short, he's actually the perfect person for us to be speaking <laughs> about diversifying your revenue streams and your uh, income as well as um, your skill sets also. Because I think a lot of people have this mm-hmm. um, notion that if I want to be good at something, I have to, you know, focus on it and always just do that and perfect my craft. But what is your take on that, Sean? I think that first and foremost, it's possible to have more than one interest. Um, no, I, 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 I mean, you, you, your hobbies also you can consider an interest. But the point is that I think gone are the days whereby you can just do one job and hold it for like 30, 40 years and then retire in it and, and you know, uh, I don't think those days have happened anymore. Whether by the uh, sometimes it's by circumstances, sometimes it's just you know, especially in the gig economy, that that's just the way. Uh, uh, that's just the new normal now. Like everybody works on term contracts or by project, and um, and so because of that reason, and uh, in gen, I've, I I personally, even though I've been doing this for so many years, haven't really felt very stable. Even if I've been doing like a whole a project for one whole year and it completely loved it, I. I just don't. I just don't feel that stability anymore. It also doesn't help that I know most freelancers and myself included that don't get CPF as well. So, you know, I, I, I therefore got very uh, well from very very early on uh, in my when I was working uh, in my when I started my career. I start very very early on. I was looking at uh, other uh, interests and prioritizing diversification. Uh, it became more um, serious to me that you diversify after started having kids. Because then that's when I'm no longer thinking about okay, I know as a freelancer, especially uh, you know, uh, you know, as, as a director, it's all, all is well and good this year. Next year is going to be the same. Next year is going to be the same. Uh, I'm no longer thinking five years. I'm thinking 25, 30 years in advance. Because not only am I thinking about, I mean, I've got to think of how to bring them up. I got to think also eventually, I've got to retire and then uh, all funds and all this. And uh, there's only a limited time. Mm. So I've always want. I've always believed in. Um, you know, as much as you work for your money, you, you should try to make as much as you can your money to work for you. And um, right now, uh, while I'm still reasonably young, uh, of course I'm not that young, but compared to you, but <laughs> I'm reasonably young. I think uh, I rather do it now than later. If I make mistakes along the way, I rather I make it now than you know when I'm forty-five or fifty, and that's when it's really going to hurt more. Yeah. So true. so definitely, I always prioritized uh, you know diversification. I've always encouraged it. I've always uh, picked up other interests that uh, not all or not not to, uh, and some along along the way, my hobbies ended up becoming uh, maybe a passive income stream. And yeah, mm. yeah, way. yeah, So how do you get yourself into stocks? You know, specifically per se. How do you you know <laughs> learn yes. about the subject? I, yeah. Okay, I think stocks. Uh, they're very simple, simple. 
mis uh, well oh, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it misconception. The very simple thinking about it is that okay, I buy a stock low and I sell it high. I would say there's actually more more interesting story to that, mm-hmm. and I, and that's partly because uh, you know partly because when you know when you worked in the media, you do a lot of research, you you do a lot of, work on a lot of genres, you know, uh, documentaries or dramas, but you always want to care about the story. Stock market tells you a lot of story uh, about how the economy is going, about how the world is going, because it really, especially now, I don't, I take it further from Singapore, but if you look at the global markets, the way that how a stock market behaves tells you a lot about what's going on, uh, uh, going on around the world today. You know, so sometimes people would say, um, well, uh, for example, if you look at it now and you look at the situation with, with this pandemic going on. One story tells you downstairs, okay, everybody's going to go buy toilet paper at Xingxiong. <laughs> and everybody's gone, everybody's going to go buy, uh, you know, and everybody is uh, wiped out the supermarket shelves. What it doesn't tell you is that the next morning, what happens at the Xingxiong stocks actually on, on, uh, on, on the market shoots up like 5%. No one has seen that. And the uh, top glove, for example, the, 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 the rubber latex or something, shot up 100%. Like a, around a hundred percent is a ridiculous amount in one day, and then it dropped back down. So it shows you that. So my 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 point is not that if you go buy a Xing Chong stock or a, a Top Glove stock, and anyway, it's too late. It's it's dropped back down so low. But the point is, you see, it reacts to what goes on around the world, and I think that there's an inference that you can draw. So what goes on, it tells you really not just the numbers and the maths per se, but it really tells you, uh, if you you know, by impli- by inference, by implication, it tells you a lot more about really what's going on around us. So this story and um, the 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 technical aspect of aspect of um, investing aside, how did you get started into it, or what motivated you to look into stocks? I mean, as you said, uh, you know, any hobby can uh, become a potential money maker. But why stocks? Why for you? Um, and I'm, I mean, we all talk about investing. I've been talking about investing for <laughs> longest time, but I haven't actually put any money into it. So what what made you make that first move yeah. as well? Yeah. Okay, I started out. No, okay, I, I okay. Just as a to clarify first, I'm not mm. saying that I'm very rich from stocks. <laughs> I'm not saying that I have a lot of money in stocks. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that I'm very. I'm an expert, but uh, I, I'm not. In fact, I'm not even trained. I I I. I it's a cool years of of, uh, trying, of trying and trying it. But I did start out, it started out for me as a hobby. Um, well, it's a, it's, 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 it's a hobby that, okay, like, it's, a, it's a hobby that costs money la, because mm-hmm. you actually have to put money in, take positions. But I actually started out really early in 2000, uh, in the 2000s, early 2000s. So that was around, maybe around the time when I was in, well, school mm. um, along the way so uh, because you do what we are familiar with right? you don't buy things that you don't know so I started out just looking at Singapore markets I'd be like okay so we all know our companies and then I looked at them on the stocks and then of course uh, I, I had I had uh, 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 of course friends who also uh, mm-hmm. did that so we we, we so it started off as that but just just reading up on it taking some positions locking in profit and, and then leaving uh, and then of course as I said because along the way uh, it got more uh, I got more interested in it uh, through various reasons um, and then I went into other, look into other uh, products and other markets besides uh, our Singapore market la. I mean if there are any freelancers out there who is interested you know, in taking out this hobby as well <laughs> what are your advice to them first starting out? Specifically on stocks? Uh, yeah A um, couple of things I think first is um you have to realize that, yeah, even though we're in Singapore, uh, and we know our companies really well on the STI and all that, um, 
you first have to know how the stock works. If stocks prices are, well, firstly, it never shoots all the way up like that. It's impossible. Like I mean, it may small like this. Mm. But in the long run, uh, okay, I'm not. I'm saying in general. I'm not specifically naming any stock. But in the long run, it goes like this. Yeah, but it, it still goes all the way up like that. You know, if you go over, look, look at it. The best example is I look at it from maybe a stock from ten years ago to today. Mm. Most of them have gone up this way, even though there was this in a way. <laughs> there was this movement. So the point is that firstly, you should think not be. You should be. Uh, you should be you should be able to take that stress lah. Mm. If you see a stock going down, of course, uh, of course, there are stocks that really go all the way down this way as well. I'm not saying there isn't. So, but of course, but the point is that you you have to be be prepared for that. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you have to know what you're doing. You need to have the discipline in what you're doing. Don't go out there and buy something because oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, you can like you can like the you can like this the, you can I like the company you know or something. Go ahead, you can like the company, mm. but that doesn't. But do you actually want to put money into it, or do you not like the company, but yet you still want to put money because you know that there is growth. So the point is that you really have to know what you're doing. You have to read a lot. I read a lot. Uh, uh, of course, uh, 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 you have to discern as well, like, Because if you if you read every if you just read and believe everything, then you know that oh yeah, they should be buying all four hundred and five hundred stocks and, <laughs> and own it. That that's not possible as well. Uh, and but most importantly, I think as freelancers. Um, and because uh, 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 of our unique situation whereby most of us do not have a regular paycheck yeah. CPF or that, you need to know your budget. Every time I have this amount, I always allocate I allocate a bit to, okay, this is going to maybe an investment, this is going to, uh, into a, I'm not uh, into living expenses, into so on and so forth. You have and stick with it. I don't believe that if I have this amount, I should just go into the bank and collect the interest rate or into an FD and collect interest rate. I don't think that's very smart because mm. I believe in working, letting your money work for you. Mm. I believe that, okay, so I allocate this amount and I put it in. Do not put in money that you don't have first. Mm. Do not put in money that you think that is going to be based on future projected earnings, mm. especially for us because a lot of the work that we do is based on things like pictures, is uh, yeah. uh, uh, proposals, pitches, we go and pitch, we hope that we get it and we oh yeah, I feel so confident, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it too. But you don't. <laughs> and, and that kind of, and do not put it based on a, a check that, uh, you know, or, or, or not a check, but uh, but something you think like, oh, uh, payment in, in 30 days, so I'm going to get this money coming in 30 days, I'm going to use it. <laughs> but it turns out that the 30 days comes 90. And then, so my point is, please don't sabo yourself. Okay. Mm. Uh, uh, don't 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 use money that you don't have. Don't use money that you think you're going to have. No projected mm. money. Don't use money that you're not prepared to lose. Because and that's very important as well. Because I'm not, I'm not, and I admit. So I, I've maybe lost too much, but well, lost more than I should have. But I, I have lost money before. But of course, but thankfully I'm okay. But, but, but know what you're doing. Know, be prepared. Uh, know that if I lose this amount, I'm not going to sabo myself. I'm not going to to be bankrupt. I'm not gonna. Uh, at most, I can maybe cry away for an hour. Then I'm gonna continue. <laughs> but, but it's that sort of resolve you need, mm. Yeah. And the guts you need in a way. Speaking of which, what do you think or is there a biggest mistake um, during this whole journey of diversifying or even more specifically in your investing journey that you wish you you never had made? <laughs> okay, the, the, the stocks is a bit unique in a sense because it doesn't really have to do with people. It's quite emotionless. Mm. So as far as businesses are concerned, yeah, I have been, I've maybe done business with people that I wish that I really, in hindsight, I wish I had known that better before I did it but specifically back to, to markets and all that I think um, mistakes that I've made is again uh, 
what I was saying like if you putting in yeah you you your 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 the strategy was not really there of course people will tell you okay you know uh let's let's do this Warren Buffett style let's buy this and hold it for 30 years and it's going to go up that's not well i learned that that doesn't always happen you it's all so you have to really be um uh you have to know what you're doing you have to know what you're buying you need to know the potential or something because you know the world changes a lot i mean uh it, uh uh you know, there's always new tech and there's old tech and companies and, and a lot of the old tech companies now, uh, if you look at maybe like printer p- companies that do printing, traditional printing like Xerox, for example, they their room for growth isn't there yeah, anymore. Right. So you know that at some point, it's just going to go there. Yeah. It's not no longer going to keep shooting up this way. That I came up with the, with this idea that if I buy something, I'm going to hold it and I'm going to hold it and I'm going to hold it. No, you have to know there has to be an exit point. Uh, maybe when I've reached amount, this amount of loss, I stop loss and just move on. Mm. Or I made amount, this amount of profit, I'm going to just, yay, thank you, take it off the take off the table. And just take it because uh, I've just had friends who, for example, show me, oh, you know, I bought this at $15, but today it's at two bucks and I wish I sold it. <laughs> of course they didn't, but they wouldn't have known that it's going to go too. Yeah. But that's because they didn't have that strategy that, okay, if this doesn't work out, let's say at like $10 or something, let's just get out and go. And, and you know, and or same thing with now. Uh, now people say like, oh yeah, I bought this at two hundred. It's three hundred. I didn't sell it, but now it's like two twenty. Yeah, I lost it. Uh, yeah, theoretically, it didn't lose 20, 80 bucks lah. You but you could have made eighty more lah. Mm. But but so the point is that yeah, it's it's about that's what you you have to you have to stay nimble. That, that, that so so I think that's the word I use. So that's something I've learned as well. Uh, 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 I wish I learned. Uh, I wish I learned it earlier. <laughs> Being nimble. Is it always true that the best time to invest is when the market is down? or during recession yes and no first thing you have to understand is that when when uh, something is cheap and i think even as freelancers you should know also because i mean it comes to rates you know when you when you uh, there's always somebody cheaper than you mm. i always say that so i never fight on price uh, for myself as a freelancer you know you know somebody i would do this for this price i can at some point somebody's going to do, do it cheaper than me good luck to you mm. same goes for the stocks uh, and 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 other finance and e- and even currencies and so on and whatever product you're looking at, cheap can go cheaper. So the gist is that yes, the market is down. Yes, uh, but no, you shouldn't be thinking that I'm going to buy a stock because it's it's already so cheap. You need to buy uh the product, maybe a stock or currency, because it's a price you're comfortable with, such that, for example, for example, if you look at this. Uh, 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 stock today, for example, is a hundred bucks, mm. and then it went down and because of this financial crisis. It's now eighty. Mm. So two things you can do: you can either say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to wait until it's sixty, then I buy it," and then sixty never comes, and then then it then you never get it. In which case, I would say, "Good for you." There's also discipline; you still kept money in your phone. Yeah. Or um, you're going to go, "Okay, eighty is fine. I think it's a gift. If it's uh, if it goes to seventy-five, I'm not going to cry. Mm. If it goes to." 85, 90, I'm going to sell it and just take the money and move mm-hmm. on. Uh, I think that is the way forward uh, in as in a volatile time like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also you have to know what you're doing. Um, you you don't... Uh, uh, personally, for me, if I were to buy anything right now uh, in this market, first of my first advice is please nibble and don't chomp. Uh, by that, I mean, look, uh, uh, if, I'm, if I have this budget, I'm not, and I want to buy this particular counter. I'm not going to put all my money into it right now mm-hmm. because you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Um, I would maybe put a little bit and a little bit and go in slowly. 
Um, I think it's a good time to buy, yes. Uh, if you base on statistics, because I, I mean, again, uh, I'm quite, uh, uh, my idea of fun is also following graphs and charting. So if you just go based on charting, it is a good time to buy. I think a lot of the counters are back to 20, end of 2018 levels. If you know, uh, I, I speak specifically on the American market here. Uh, if, you, if you all know 2019 was like record. Uh, and uh, as uh, Well, it went nowhere for a while, but in the last quarter, especially after uh, phase one of the trade deal was signed, it just started breaking records all mm. the way until Chinese New Year. Uh, it was, it was, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know, complacency maybe. But now it's gone way back to 1-8 level. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, based on today, it's a good time to do it, but please nibble. Um, and please know what you're doing because there, there are really a lot of guys that are, a lot of companies out there, a lot of industries out there, especially in uh, with this pandemic, that's just going to get worse. And they're not, and, and it's very optimistic to say like, oh, uh, it's going to be done in like two, three months. And then life will be back to normal because uh, we have to know the difference. It's not a financial crisis. It's a biological crisis. It's a pandemic. That's the difference between 2008 or well, 2008 and now. Mm. Um, whatever worked in 2008, you know, uh, about, you know, I'm going to, low, you know, uh, put money, buy, uh, do share buybacks, put back money, uh, uh, low, low interest rates and all this. It's going to work to a certain extent, but what's going to happen? I think, I think, especially, I mean, it's especially, and it's starting again in Singapore because we are on our second wave of. Uh, I think we are getting a second wave of of, of interest of 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 the virus. Mm. What's going to happen is that there's going to be a lot more negative headlines coming up. Yeah. It's very, it's it's up, it's it's you, you don't need to be a genius to don't know that because why is that? Because there's a lot of more testing that's going to be done, right? So as more headline negative headlines come up the reaction is going to be again very volatile mm -hmm. right yeah and that, it, until it reaches a point whereby these negative headlines no longer affect the volatility whether it's maybe it's bad news fatigue or if you want to call it that way then that is when we will hit the bottom and so we are not really not there yet so if i sell it based on today based on today's date if you buy anything uh uh yeah, you can. It's, it's a good. It's a it's a good range, but expect that it's going to go or, or it's, it's going to expect that it's going to get worse. Mm. And if it gets worse, you need to have the stomach for it. And don't, not gonna you're not gonna like you know, uh, think it's the end of the world. Anyway, the end of the world only comes once. So <laughs> so so and or, or if it goes up and it goes green, you know, better just be contented and don't be greedy. Yeah, you spend a lot of time reading about the markets and of course observing what happens all around the world. This is just everyday life. But how much time of your life of your everyday life do you actually put into this um, financial investing marketing I think that's okay. what a lot of people want to know as well because there are two types they say there's two types mm -hmm. of investors right one mm -hmm. watches the screen every day and you know if you have another job or two at the side this is not very practical I think this is what um, stops a lot of people mm -hmm. from from jumping in and trying it out, and then there's the type who just puts money in and then not care about it <laughs> for the next twenty years. Okay, uh, let me break that down. I uh, I do your second one first. So are there are there things that I put and keep for next twenty years? The answer is yes. This my core positions right now. My core positions is a bit out of whack because of the situation. But under normal circumstances, I have a core position. Uh, uh, because these are these are what I call the growth stocks and the value investing, and these uh, these are things that I know uh, that you know 
that, that, I mean, you know that there's that that unless the world ends, and if 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 these companies crumble for whatever reason, this is the least of your problems because there's really something wrong <laughs> in the world. Uh, so that I have, uh, I don't have many now mm. because of the situation. I've trimmed a bit. Uh, I would say, I, in fact, I did the discipline thing and I trimmed half and I kept half of them. Um, so that is the second category. The first category is, I would say that that's a mis- uh, Do I look at the screen every day? All day? And the answer is no. I look at it four times a day for five minutes. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when. Because you know. Because I. I because I keep following the charts, right? You know when they're going to be the movements. Okay. We. Okay. We have money another. I, okay. Using the example in the U.S. Uh, U.S. market, I would say that five minutes after the market opens, I look at it. Pre markets. Pre market doesn't concern me. Mm-hmm. I don't have access to pre market. Five minutes. When it stabilizes, you can roughly tell what's going on. I look at it at midday again, at around lunch. Okay. okay so. Then, then maybe, maybe if I am still awake and for some reason at like four in the morning, I'll go look at it at half an hour before it closes because that is that kind of tells you uh, whether tomorrow is going to, uh, uh, what's going to happen, for indication day. for yeah. next day. Okay. And the same applies to Singapore. I would say that if you look at uh, or, or other Asian markets, you know, you uh, uh, if you notice nothing, well, there are movements that happen between lunch and like, closing, but mm. the only big change is really. Uh, uh, towards the end. That's when the point where whatever, for whatever reason, people decide to put more money into it today mm. uh, or, or take my money out or, you know, a, a sell-off or a buy-in or something. They don't happen. You don't have, I mean, it's, 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 it's usually, yeah, it's usually at these times. I, I shouldn't be saying this. I mean, I shouldn't be doing this, but I also would say that sometimes when I sit around and wait on set and people are setting lights up like, oh, yeah, let us see. Because, because, if you're, because here's the thing, nowadays, and this is new tech again, everything, mm. It's all on apps. Yeah, Everything is on the phone. On your yeah. mobile phone. And so right? rather than yeah. so they you know, and sometimes, you know, because I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not waiting for things to happen, cars to come, uh, likes to set and all this. Then it's like, you know, rather than open your your rather rather, rather people like to maybe chat, open up their Instagram where it be, but mm-hmm. I'm the habit is a habit. I open up and check my graphs. <laughs> it's just it's just something uh maybe I do it too often, but I shouldn't be saying that because it's sound <laughs> I sound distracted, but 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 it's just something that that I, I it's become second nature to me. La. So, uh, in your opinion, when you're looking for a stock uh, to buy, what are you looking at before you pump your money inside? Personally, uh, it, this is not a uh, this is not a time for, for you to, I like this stock, I like this stock anymore. I, I think not in the current situation, but under normal, under normal times, what I look for is, number one, um, what does the company really do? Like I said it. Uh, I mean, we meant, we talked about it earlier. You shouldn't be only good at doing one thing. Mm. That's the same criteria I put for stock. Mm. I do not like stocks, for example, in companies that are very good in just one singular thing, mm. because the potential for growth is very limited. So, for example, uh, just an example. If you were to come to say to me, okay, would I um, go and buy a uh, stock in? Um, Macy's, for example, are using the American. Mm. Man says no, because it's a retail store. It's a, it's a, yeah, you people go in there and you, what you do, you buy shirts maybe. Mm. I would tell you that on a retail store, what I'll do is that instead, I'll go buy a stock in Home Depot, HD uh, code. Mm. Why? It's because they don't just sell one thing. They sell groceries, they sell electronics, they sell online and so on. And so, and, and, uh, you know, to another example, what I do I like? Do I you give me uh, a name? Let's say I do I want to buy a stock in Xerox? 
Mm. No, I won't because it's old tech. It's just going to do. It sells you printers. Mm. But I would tell you to go. Please go and go out there tomorrow and go and get a stock. No, 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 no not literally. <laughs> but I will go out there and say I will go. But I'll like, I'll like Microsoft. I'll like mm. Apple. I'll like why is because they don't just do one thing. Yeah, you think that yeah, okay, I'm using Apple phone. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm using earbuds. Uh, great. So, but you don't. But you forget that there's a difference between AirPod. Yeah, the yeah, AirPods is one. The the iPhone you may think are the same, but they're all connected. Mm. They're not because one is one is under tech, one's under wearables. Now, if you look again, because I look at earnings release, I know that it is impossible for every company to have everything. Just very sweet, sweet. Every every you know every 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 division makes a lot of money. Yeah. No. There's always better performing things. In if you look at one quarter, the wearables of Apple at least uh, using some of the earpods just mm. went up this way, but the phones went down. Mm. So even though people say, "Oh, I don't like this phone. It's it's not as good as the other one. I don't want to buy this phone." People were still still making a lot uh, of uh, 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 revenue from the other things they're doing. They make from their watches. They make from their mm. iPods. So I would say that um, going forward, uh, same principle. Go. I will, I like companies. Uh, of course, you go find it yourself. I'm not gonna. Otherwise, I can go on and on. <laughs> I like companies that are good in more than one thing. They have more than one good business division. I think it's pretty obvious as well. Uh, you would know at this time, Amazon, the Googles, these things that are not only producing software, they're also producing hardware. Uh, I mean, well, not yeah, Google in the sense is hardware. If you think about it from Android, uh, they are doing streaming. Uh, they are doing uh, uh, a lot of experiential kind of uh, 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 services like you know like they give you with satellites or theme parks or mm. and uh, uh, movies and all that. Mm. That's one thing I do. And the second thing that I do, uh, whether I decide whether I like a stock or not, is I always tell myself, uh, and this is why I would really encourage that we look beyond Singapore as well. Even though that even though that there's a recession, mm. what do you know that will not be affected? Of course, everybody's affected across the board. That's in general. But at the end of the day, you know what would you what can still stand the test? Are you going? Are you going to, for example, go out and say like, okay, because it's a recession, I will no longer watch any more uh, Mickey Mouse. I'm not going to watch any more Frozen Two. I'm not going to watch any more Avengers. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're just you're still going to go to Disney. Are you going to go and say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to drink any more Coca Cola because that's not going to happen? Mm-hmm. So these are companies. So you look around, look around, be observant, look around at things that you see people are using, people are still doing, even though the world seems to have gone to hell. But mm-hmm. and you know that these are the guys that's going to recover. But you cannot say and because you know. So I would say that these are companies that are, that I look at. Um, and then the third thing that I do is things of the future. Because you know that when the dust settles for this, and the, uh, the world is going to continue moving on, we're still going to go into maybe into the fr- into the, what we planned at first, which is maybe I don't know five G or, or or wireless payments and all that. Mm. These things are all going once. These things are all going to come back again uh, when the dust settles. And so these are things that I do. Uh, they, they, these are these. This is like my criteria for stocks that I choose. Do not go and. Do things. Uh, of course, uh, the everybody says, "Yeah, perfect. Let's go buy clocks now because everybody's gone mad and buying all the sanitizers." Or let's go buy. Uh, but I would say, but I, that's not something you're gonna. That that is maybe at the most a couple of weeks and a month. But is it gonna happen next year? Is this still gonna be this level? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So please be realistic. Please know. Yeah. Uh, please uh, as well. I mean, reactive to the situation. But most importantly, I think it's important to know. It, when the dust settles and all this uh, uh, volatility and all this and when more stability and more clarity is gotten mm. what are we still going to be using what are we still going to be eating what mm. is what sectors are still going to be relevant mm. 
Uh, yeah, and I think that is a uh, that is something. So I would say that even as a start, even if you have today, if you as you know, you told me I don't own any, I don't have, I don't buy any counters. Mm. What what counters should I buy? I'm not going to tell you go and buy this one or that one. I ask you go look at go look go out there and see what are people doing. Mm. What is still crowded? You know, is is Starbucks still crowded? Yes. Is McDonald's people still using? Yes. And you know, are you are people still using uh, uh, uh Netflix? Yes, they are. These are the things that you should be looking at, and these are things that, and that's how you can narrow your research mm. because it's impossible to research everything. There's thousands of counters of stocks out there all over the world. Yeah. What do I what do I buy? You know, and uh and of course you have to read the news. Uh, you will not want to buy oil, for example, today. That's that's kind of uh, unless you really want to make a bet that's going to improve tomorrow <laughs> anytime soon. But yeah. But okay. you know, and you so you have to set the goal as well. If it's a you know, I would buy all today. I was telling you if I have a longer term goal. But if I if I did it with the intention of making uh, profit by Monday, then no, I, I wouldn't touch mm. oil. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, if somebody's asked, who are you? So are you firstly a, a director? Yes. Or are you firstly a trader? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, firstly, I'm not a trader. Uh, I would not. I'll be blind to say I am. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near that level. Uh, but first, yes. But of course, primarily I'm a director. Uh, mm. I, I'll actually let me rephrase that. Primarily I'm a dad. <laughs> then, oh, <laughs> that, that, that's my favorite job right now. But but when it comes to but but yeah, definitely I'm more I'm more of a director first. And that's where I got my capital, and mm. that's where I mm. worked hard for that capital, and that's when I got that to go to work and then because of that then but again also because we are freelancers right you know you can't be possibly you know, you'll be very fortunate if you're directing 300 days a year of 365 yeah. so so what do I do on my downtime right I mean I, I know there are months especially now when you find that there are months where yeah, I only got I don't really have that many jobs mm. I'm not going to sit around and become a hermit. I'm just going to. Uh, that, that's when I start to do on that side, and then that's it's again about diversification, right? You need to have more than one interest, more than one stream. So at what's different points are concentrated. I'm I at least I'm concentrating on different, uh, maybe uh, well uh, on on a different aspect, lah. So yeah. perhaps now I say that if you find that if you are in if you if this is your thing, you're really into markets and all this, and uh, maybe this is the time that you might want to spend a bit more. Well, this is more. This is the time you want to spend more uh, uh, concentration in it than on your jobs because you know it's just yeah. based on volume yeah. yeah moving away from the financial side of it let's talk about the lifestyle side of it you know you say yourself you're a dad uh, you are a director you trade stocks you know you also are an adjunct lecturer so just hearing this itself sounds like a mouthful how do you juggle this every day you know, in your ev- in your everyday life, what's your week like? Oh, I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 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 what do you want to know? So, how how do you how do you have that mental space or even that physical strength to to, to do something? That, yeah, yeah, do something. I, okay, I think firstly is discipline. It's discipline for sure because uh, I, it, it's always it's, it's about discipline. Uh. I mean, it really is. A, uh, firstly, you uh, I, and I think it's something that I. Uh, Again, it's a transferable skill that I picked up uh, across whether I'm it's, it's media, whether it's uh, 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 or going on shoot, whether it's buying a stock. It's, it's you know if you decide that you're gonna do something, and you have and you set and uh, and and I have that goal in mind. I'm just gonna keep working at it uh, until I get there. So you know, so if I want to base it on on uh uh uh. uh, uh shoot for example is that I want to get this specific 
uh, kind of a, a look a treatment to it. Uh, okay, I can maybe. Uh, I, I really, really want to go. I, I, I will go all out for it. Maybe I can be a bit flexible. Okay, maybe this is just not possible for whatever reason. Let's just make the best of it. Let's just make it better. When it comes to a to a uh, 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 stock as well, you know, I would know the very the, the difference between something that I'm going to hold very long time for years. I know something mm. I'm going to hold for a week. And if it doesn't work out for a week, I'm out. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it if, if if it achieves the goal that I need in two days instead of a week, I'm going to get out in two days as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to to be stubborn about it. So my my, my point is, uh, I think one of the things is rather than uh, uh, I mean that is is discipline. I think it's also also being flexible within within uh, uh, as well and to an extent. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, and and you just need to keep that and and keep yourself to that routine. So my week goes. Uh, you first you every morning pretty much is chaos. Because you have two yelling kids, um, after you settle on your two yelling kids, then you, um, well, I don't know that that is a bit rubber band time because you know, yeah, 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 it's a baby and a two year old, so 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 they do they do what they want when they want. Um, you can and see Penny's look of like yeah. yeah. And then about that, this is assuming that this is assuming that I don't have a shoe. If I have a shoe, I'll be like, oh, I'm out of the door by six. So right? ah. <laughs> good, good luck, good luck. But, but let's just say if I don't have any shoe or anything, uh, uh. If it's a regular day, yeah, then I will. As I said, there's only the the four chances of time where you look at the market. Uh, well, for me at least, uh, so I check in on that. Mm. Do I decide to do something or not? I would probably have made a decision the day before, be, uh, or the days before to tell myself, okay, we just this level, I'm going in. Mm. Uh, so your goals have already been set. And yes, just waiting and for it, that point. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then or and and then. Well, normally, I would say then then you get a bit of uh, if well, if you if you're fortunate and your kids get to nap, my 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 kids uh, yeah, that's a bit hit and miss. Sometimes she doesn't nap. <laughs> <laughs> then then you have your hour change. You have a few couple of hours there change, mm-hmm. and then but uh, and then of course uh, you know but you but you have your set schedule and mm-hmm. you know what you're doing at that certain time, okay. uh, which again and because I said flexible is because you know if, as you kind of learn learn with that, once you start to deal with two years, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if the current COVID-19 situation that has impacted a lot of the freelancers in the media sector, mm. what advice do you have for them with regards to their okay. finances? A couple of things. I will, I, I would think of, uh, I would say the first thing is that a lot of people now are, well, I wouldn't just say it's our media sector, but in general, a lot of uh, gig economy workers, yeah. they are saying, okay, my job's been postponed. My mm. job's been cancelled. Um, that's the first thing they say. The second thing that they will say is, never mind when this tides over in like maybe May, or the jobs are going to come back. I will say, get real. It's not going to happen. Uh, why? First is that this is a, again, it's a biological uh, pandemic. Um, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, there's, uh, un- until there's a, the numbers are going to go up, unless there's a vaccine, even if a vaccine is done today, it's not going to be soft tomorrow. It's not going to be soft. This is not going to be soft tomorrow. This is not going to be soft next week. It's not going to be soft next month. So get that idea out of your head. This is not going to go away anytime soon. The second thing that they'll say is that, oh, when it goes away, all my jobs that have been postponed, it's going to come back, rescheduled, and it's going to come back. Mm. I'll say, no, the, yeah. the ship has sailed. Why? Because all these com- all these job projects, wherever it may be, whether, you are, whether it's, a cam- it's a campaign, whether it's a corporate video, whether it's a very uh, one big, um, I guess, and uh, 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 whatever it may be, the goalposts have all changed. 
yeah. companies now are going to, because they have been so hit, especially on many sectors have been so yeah. hit, their priorities are no longer that campaign that I was supposed to do in February that I postponed. Mm. They, 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 uh, and so they, so they moved on. And unfortunately, for, for the, the reality for our media sector is that at the end of the day, we are really not going to be one of their main, main concerns. I mean, they, they would rather redistribute their money to other business units that maybe have more upside potential, for example, or more immediate revenue yeah. generation rather than some okay. campaign that I may see that returns. So I think let's just get real and realize that that's mm. not going to happen. Uh, so I'm not, not, not to say that yeah, I've diversified, so I don't have the problem. I'm, I'm also getting it as well in certain in certain areas, uh, mm. in certain stuff because I I've also been cancelled, um, mm. and it's not nice. Mm. So I know that's not nice. So, um, that, so I think you first have to accept that reality. This is not. Uh, so I would say that what you should be doing now is back to your earlier question: Is this a time to put my money to work? Uh, and uh, if you can afford it. If you have the budget for it, I'll say this as good as it gets. Uh, this is not going to you. Uh, uh, big reason why I'm saying that is because, especially with regards to the markets, this is transient. It's not. Yeah, it's going to maybe be stick with us for maybe twelve months, end of the year. There, I mean, I've heard people saying oh, we have to learn how to live with it, but at the end of the day, it's still transient, and at some point. At uh, okay, at some point we are going to get very fatigued by all this negativity going on, all these negative headlines. Or oh, today the numbers have gone up. At some point, all of us, and not just saying economy workers, but the entire, uh, the, just the world in general, yeah. is going to get very fatigued by all these negative headlines, and it no longer will matter. And when it no longer matters, that's when stability we've reached a point of stability, and that's when we can start to improve. But do not expect a V-shaped improvement either, mm. because. Um, I mean, if you go economics, because while as, as we've seen ourselves in Asia, we've, we've got the situation under control and then the West started it and then we're, we're starting to go to decline again because it's, well, firstly, firstly, a pandemic doesn't care about geography. Yeah. And it also affects the supply and demand. As you know, your, 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 your customers or, or your, your companies, you know, they are buying you know, they're they buying from, from Europe, for example. Uh, I mean, if those China companies, for example, are buying, rely a lot on Europe, they're buying in, that's not going to happen anymore. And same, you know, uh, so even though that one economy can get them act together and start to kickstart, um, the rest of the the, the rest yeah. of the places of the gears are not going to be on the same level. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between what we are, but I think this situation we're having, and maybe what we saw in 1997 or, or mm, in 2008 okay. when it was a bit more straightforward. So, so, but what I would say, that's why I would say that at this stage, uh, just get real. You know that uh, it's probably, you start, you have to start thinking about something else besides what you're doing. Mm. Uh, because, well, of course, I hope you get your jobs back, but I assume that it's, it's gone and try to move on uh, if you can. <laughs> and if you have something, that's, if you have some, some budget, just put it to work. Mm, for you yeah yeah i think that because we are all freelancers and we get economy workers right yeah. and it's a life that we chose for whatever reason uh maybe we like the lifestyle maybe we think there's more creativity personally because for me i i i it, it's just that it's a lot more creative i think that i because i was a freelancer and not mm -hmm. tied to any one place doing 
uh, I got to experience a lot of different genres of things that I do. So I I do commercials, I do drama, mm. I do docus, I do reality mm. shows. If I wasn't a freelancer, I would say that I would spend a lot of time maybe just only doing one drama or one. So yeah, maybe maybe good and bad. I, I it, the bad thing is I'm not a specialist drama director now and then I can go out there and do some great feature film and win an award. Mm. The good news is that I've done everything as well. I've experienced everything. I can you can throw me into any production today and I can swim. I wouldn't drown. So, but but my, my not not to say again that I'm very smart, but the, but the point is that we have chosen this life, we have chosen this lifestyle. This has happened. This COVID situation has happened, and now everybody's sitting on there and saying, "Oh dear, I don't have." But you chose this job. Mm. <laughs> you have to get real. Chose, this yeah. is the reality. This is what we are paid. This is what we signed up for. So there's no point sitting around here and moaning and go like, "Oh, duh, everyone's cancelled. What do I do? Should I go like become a lala move driver or ever be?" You know, the point is. Look, you, you signed up for it, man. So instead of drowning, you just have to learn yeah, how to ride you, the wave. Yes, along. you have yeah. to. You have to. At some point, you either live, know that this is the deal, you become a freelancer. It's not a good deal. At this point, it's a bad situation, of course. But then again, you do. But what's the use of sitting on here and complaining about it? Do something about it. Pivot, yeah. pivot, and do something about it. If pivot, if you must, do something about it temporarily. If you must, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And of course, uh, you know, th- and that is all about staying nimble. It's, it's again, uh, uh, back. You know, it's what I was saying earlier: being flexible and staying a bit nimble. Mm-hmm. Be like Sean. <laughs> ah, don't, we don't want to do that. Be like water. <laughs> no, but you. But I, you know, I, re- I really believe that it's important to be flexible. I mean, mm. there is. I. It's unrealistic to think that I can. This is a job that I'm doing. And for the next thirty years, I'm going to do nothing else. I don't think it's realistic anymore. Maybe it would have applied. Uh, Twenty thirty years with your parents' generation, yeah. maybe, or if you were really, really specialist, like if you were like a, a surgeon or a, 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 or something like that. But yeah. I don't think that from especially for our industry, I don't think that's uh, that's realistic to think that way anymore. Yeah, I I think um, but I think it's not only for geek. Um, economists, economists, <laughs> gig uh, professionals, you know, or freelancers. I think it's now a lot of industries are really feeling it as well. Um, you know, they they suddenly the industry hit so bad, and then we see a upcoming recession coming on. I think it's just very important for everyone in their career to consider this what what they're gonna do when something like this hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, but please don't sabotage yourself and <laughs> when commit yourself. commit like you know. I'm gonna put all my money now into the into the stock market. Hope that it's gonna jump up Warren Buffett style. We don't know when it's gonna end, and so please do not sabo yourself and overcommit yourself. Okay, so we will ask you the final question, mm. which we ask all our guests. If you can give one piece of advice to your younger self when you were first starting out, what would that be? As a freelancer, start earlier. I should have diversified a lot. I should have, <laughs> I should have paid a lot more. I should have been a lot more interested in diversifying earlier. Mm. Uh, I've, I've diversified my interests earlier. I think I started out a bit stubborn. Nah. I wasn't too. Uh, I was very mm. goal oriented. This okay, I'm gonna go and only do, uh, you know, be director and do production and TV and 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 I'm gonna do it until I, I I'm sixty. Mm. <laughs> I think I should have no realized that it wasn't that it no longer is possible earlier. Okay. Um. Mm. I I for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, we don't have to say that. Like, you can list a lot. Uh, that I would have done that. Um, start earlier, I think, uh, and and accept that reality a lot mm-hmm. earlier, uh, Of course, the next thing I would say is, yeah, I should have. 
I should have bought an Apple stock in today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think in hindsight, we we have we can go on and on and on yeah. about the things that we share. Yeah, but, but I think most important is I should have, I mean, earlier I should have really done that. I should have mm. really diversified and well, be, uh, well, not immediately. Of course, diversifying always takes time, but I should have started the process a lot earlier. Mm. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, okay. I, I'm glad that I did now, but you know, better late than never. But I should have done it earlier. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. So thank you so much for your time yeah. today and sharing all your experience with us. I think it's a very different uh, angle and point of view mm-hmm. that we have had today. Bye, Google. Alphabet. Now. Okay. <laughs> you like going back, like. Okay. Buy Apple. AAPL. Strangle it. Buy options and strangle it. <laughs> options put plus $10. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So if you enjoy our show, do let us know by clicking the like button or leave a comment below. So subscribe or hit the bell so that you will be notified the next time we have a new video up. And join our Creative Network community on Facebook and Instagram. And also don't forget to check out Sean's The Amateur Trader blog or tweet tweet him at his handle S-L-W-C-H-E-O-N-G we'll put the handle down below but until then bye bye thanks John